0: This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast. Well, we have a fun friend on today, one of my dearest friends. We are so excited to welcome Maddie Pruitt to the show today. And the reason I'm so excited about this is because you just wrote a book on relationships, but I personally, my husband and I, got to walk through this whole story with you and Grant, and I cannot wait. I feel like I... Have the special exclusive story, you know? Like I saw it all behind the scenes, and so I'm so excited you're talking about this. I think this is such a topic that everybody is processing. That either is in the years of singleness and they're they're dating or wanting a relationship, or they're in parenthood where their kids are starting to date or, or think about relationships. So I'm so excited that you tackle this topic. Let's dive in. And Maddie, talk about why this book and why right now.
1: First of all, I could not be happier to be on this podcast right now. I can't believe that even though you're my mentor, we're having to do this virtually because our schedules are so insane. But um, you are I just got to talk all about you on a podcast I recorded earlier and just the difference you've made in my life and the difference that you and Zach have made even in our relationship, mine and Grant's relationship, and you just touched on it briefly, but I do want to say Jenny basically prophesied that Grant was my husband. <laughs> I did. And then, and then I, single knew Grant. Handedly, I knew like, Grant.
0: It wasn't just a random. It, yes, was, I it knew wasn't a random person of him. And I also knew I had met him and I liked him a lot. I liked him a (laughs) lot. You just knew.
1: You knew for me. And then you single-handedly, along with with the Lord, um, saved us from splitting up (laughs) with all of just the confusion and anxiety that we had felt a couple of times. And so I just want to say, man, mentorship is important. Accountability is important. And you have played such a huge role. So just want to start off by saying thank you. But yes, I am very excited about this message. And the unique thing about writing this book was that I started writing it in singleness. So I started writing it single, bitter, (laughs) miserable, upset that everyone else was getting the marriage and the relationships and the kids. And God knew that I had a desire for that and I wasn't getting it. And I was frustrated. And I just remember having this moment with the Lord, wrestling with him. I was in my bedroom. I just started living um, with my roommate, Janine in Dallas at the time. And she had just started dating someone and I just was feeling so left out and behind. Mm. And I was angry with the Lord and I was wrestling with him. And I remember he kind of checked my heart in that moment and just challenged me and encouraged me like, Maddie, you are looking for the right thing in all the wrong places. You are trying to find divinity and humanity. You are trying to find an unconditional, everlasting love that can meet every longing and desire and fulfill everything in your heart in someone else rather than in me. And I just felt in that moment so convicted because I was like, you're so right. Like I have idolized Mm -hmm. a relationship and a relationship status Um, over you, Lord. And I just, I repented in that moment. And then Matthew 22, 36 through 40 was laid on my heart, which is the inspiration behind this book. And it's the two greatest commandments. We've probably heard it many of times, but when it was laid on my heart, I saw it in a new light. And I saw when I read it, these three loves and the importance of these three loves, but also the importance of the order of these three loves. And I tackle those in my book and it takes us through in those verses that Jesus is to be the foundation. Um, that we are that our greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all our mind, with all our all of our heart, with all of our soul. And then the second is to love our neighbor as ourself. And we see Jesus is the foundation. To every relationship, we've got to get that right. We've got to figure that out before we try and build on any other relationships on top of that. And then second, learning to love ourselves, which is having our identity in Christ, not trying to find it in other people or in other things, but knowing who we are in Christ Jesus, that we are a child of God you know, Psalm 23, one, the Lord is our shepherd. We lack nothing with him. We have everything we need. We belong. We don't come into relationships from a place of lack, but rather from a place of abundance, knowing who we are. And then once those two relationships are strong and healthy, then we're able to love other people the way that we're called to. And we're able to have healthy and strong relationships with others.
0: Well, I think everybody listening is like, gosh, you're so lucky now you have the guy and and all those things. But I just want to say, because I walked through those years with you that you did not have the guy. And I was <laughs> yeah. I remember being in Colorado on the phone with you when you were walking away from another relationship that you you knew you didn't want to settle, but you also were scared that if you walked away from something that was was good, that you know, it was scary. It it was scary to walk away from something that was comfortable. Talk about settling because that's one of the things I know you talk a lot about in the book. Talk about that feeling because it was hard, Maddie. I mean, I'm so hard. You You, you held me as I cried. Yeah, it's hard hard.
1: and we settle for so many different reasons. I mean, I think one of the reasons that I considered settling was because I truly feared that better wouldn't come. Like Mm -hmm. I feared what if nothing better comes? Like what if what if this is as good as it's going to get? And I think that's one of the reasons we settle. Other reasons, you know, I was in different seasons of my life. I wanted to settle and I wanted to be in a relationship because, you know, I didn't want to be left out because everybody else was getting married and I feared being left behind. Um, You know, different reasons we settle is we feel like we're not good enough and we feel unworthy of a better love. And so there's so many different reasons that we settle. But man, I just now and seeing just over the course of my life in the moments when I didn't know what was to come, but I just trusted that I serve a God of abundantly more. I now look back and I'm so glad that I didn't settle and that yeah. I didn't compromise because I have seen not only with where I am and now it's like, oh, you got what you prayed for, but man, just who I've become along the way that I yeah. didn't, that I didn't compromise, that I didn't let go of my values and yes. standards, even when the pressure was there and the temptation was there. Yeah. And And I think that speaks so much to, you know, our belief about God, you know, Mm -hmm. when, when those moments of temptations and pressures come, like, are we going to settle because we don't trust God? We don't trust God that with God, there's better or with God, there's more. And I think it's very easy for us to want to take matters into our own hands. I know I'll be the first to admit that I can be a control freak and to want to play God sometimes. And so there was multiple moments where. I was like, no, God, I know better. I know my timeline. I know what I need. And I'm just going to do this. And every time I tried it Maddie's way, it just slapped me right in the face. And I just learned, like, truly God's way is better, even if it yeah. looks different than than what I thought.
0: Well, you chose it again and again. And even when it wasn't easy, you were choosing it. And I want to talk to the love that you're talking about in this book, because everybody will pick it up. Ultimately is your relationship with God. And that has mattered to you even in marriage because there have been times where you go, oh, I know that you've gotten to this point. We've all gotten to this point in marriage. Oh, this isn't everything I thought it was. Like, yes, I love this man. And yes, this man is wonderful, but nobody can be our end all be all. And that's really was your point in writing the book.
1: Yeah. I started writing it single- Was continuing to write it when I met Grant and was dating Grant, evaluating, is he the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with? And then finished the manuscript two months after we got married. And the beauty of that is, is that I got to have input from all of these different, you know, stages of life. And when I got married and I was writing, like finishing up this book, I got to just even add in, you know, some marriage perspective. And I was like, what's crazy about this message is that it doesn't just apply to my single life. Like it applied to my married life. Because the moments that I woke up and I said, "Oh God, it's fine. I don't need you. I'm going to run to Grant first, and I'm going to try to find you know love and fulfillment in him because he's my husband now." I mean, our relationship was rocky. We were frustrated. We were fighting. It was just unhealthy because I was taking to Grant what I should have been taking to God. And so I learned, like even in marriage, these these orders of love apply. Wow. You know, like as soon as I wake up in the morning, Grant and I have decided. Hey, before we speak to each other, before we even sit down and have breakfast together, we're going to have our quiet time. Like we're going to sit before the Lord. We're going to hear from him. We're going to pray to him. We're going to commune with him. We're going to read his word, remind ourselves of what matters most and that he's our greatest priority and really taking that Matthew 633 verse seek first the kingdom of God above all else literally you know and getting before the Lord each day making that our our primary concern and then from that place you know being able to invest in our other relationships and so i've been able to see like this message matters has mattered to me in singleness just as much as it's mattered in marriage because yes the Lord ultimately is the only one that will satisfy i've seen so many times that i've continued to let Grant down. He's continued to let me down. And the moments that I think, you know, he's going to be able to meet my every need and longing and desire. Like I'm just, everything falls apart, but it's like the moments where I remember ultimately my, my hope, my peace, my confidence, my joy can only come from the Lord is really when I'm able to love other people well, because it's just the overflow of God's love. And it's not me loving from Maddie apart from God, which no one needs
0: and wants. Well, I want to say this. Some of you might be familiar with Maddie. Uh, she is for sure followed by many of you and many of your kids. If if your kids, if you don't know who she is, it's probably because you are older and your kids do. Um, and I would say this, you really walk with God. When I met Maddie, she wanted to know how to please God in her season of singleness And then when she was engaged, she wanted to know how to please God. And now you're married, Maddie. You still call me and you want to know how do I please God in this season. And I'm saying that because it would be easy for people to think, to look at your life and go, oh, you just got a platform because you went on The Bachelor or whatever. That is not Maddie's story. Maddie was following God long before she ended up there. And and then I believe God gave you this platform because you want to make him known to people. And it has been so beautiful to watch your private life and to see you seeking God the way that you seek God. And you growing and becoming a Bible teacher. I mean, this is really your passion. I mean, if you pick it up, this is what I love about it, is if you pick it up and put it in the hands, this book, in the hands of your kids. And again, the book is called The Love Everybody Wants. What you're looking for is already yours. You put it in your kids' hands. It's gonna look like the greatest book on dating. And it is. I mean, you talk about red flags, you talk about relationships and all of that, but all of it is is underneath it all and and pointed to all of it. Whether you never get married or never have a relationship, this is the story of our lives that we really were made for God and that our hearts are never satisfied until we have God. And and that's how I mean. I just love it because I have gotten to see you live all those seasons and that you're talking about. And in all three, that has been your greatest love. So, talk a little bit about even just now being married. And is it hard to to love God first and most? Is it is it tempting to to just relax and and to not feel? Um, well, I, I'm just talking to my daughter, and she is at the stage where she's like, "Gosh, I, sometimes I'll, I I will forget to pray because I just." We'll talk to Charlie. And I know you just said y'all have your quiet times in the morning, but what does that look like?
1: Yeah, I think our first six months, I mean, we're only 10 months in, so I'm definitely no marriage expert by any means. It's why I call you all the time. But truly, I learned early on if I don't take it to God first just our marriage is not going to be what it's meant to be because I'm going to be leaning on Grant to fulfill things that truly only God can. And I think it is in our human nature to want to do that because we can see the people right in front of us. And so it's easy to like take things to the person that you see, but something we've just, I mean, every time like you would laugh Jenny, but every time, and this is silly, but every time we would have breakfast in the morning before we've had our quiet time, We would have some crazy fight over something silly. And I just realized early on, like, okay, before we even have a conversation, like, first we got to get right with the Lord. Like first we've got to, we got to die to ourselves. We got to be filled with the Holy spirit. And then from that place, we're going to be able to serve each other well, because I don't know about you, but like when I wake up in the morning, I mean, I'm not the best version of myself until I get before the Lord. And it's like, I need that, you know, that sacrifice it, like dying to myself and like, Lord, fill me with who you are, show me how to love people. Well, um, conversation and moment before I can really serve the people around me well. And so that's something we implement. And then something else we've been doing is, you know, he's been praying over us every night before we go to sleep. And I've just seen the power um, of prayer and how that has just like united us and just really continue to keep the Lord as just the foundation of our relationship. Um, and then we haven't, you know, we haven't lost ourselves. Like, I feel like sometimes people get married or get into relationships and kind of lose themselves, you know, and become the relationship um but for us like we still we have our community we have our accountability we have our mentors we have our passions and our dreams and we're pushing each other to continue to walk those things out you know like hey have you talked you know to your accountability partner about that hey have you talked to your mentor about that hey um you know what is what is god speaking to you lately and how can i push you in in your purpose and in your calling we're constantly having those conversations and that is super super helpful so that we're not depending on each other for everything
0: yeah i know that this is wild too, that you were writing a book over all three of those parts of your life. And do you look back and go, gosh, my perspective today is so different? Or when you went back for edits, did you feel like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm in a different place now?
1: I think now I wish I could go back and just remind myself of truly the simplicity of just like Jesus is the only one who can satisfy you. Like stop trying to think you're going to find that in marriage or in a spouse or in a job or in a friend or in anything else for that matter. But I think what's so beautiful about me writing this book when I was single and better is that it truly is so authentic to what I was feeling in yeah. those moments. And what's crazy is like when I started writing this book and I started, you know, reading some comments and DMs that I was, you know, getting from different people, so many people were in my same boat and season of life of just, hey, yeah. I'm struggling, you know, with rejection or heartbreak or singleness or how to date well or how to pursue purity in today's culture, Um, you know, from what? it looks like in a relationship aspect to even what my eyes see and what I take in. And so I really got to encourage, you know, those people and even take that on in my thinking when I was writing, knowing like I'm not alone in feeling these things, you know. I'm not alone in wanting to put my worth and value in the hands of another person. I'm not alone in questioning: Am I hard to love? Am I enough? Is there something wrong with me? I'm not alone in struggling in in purity and trying to fight to honor God with my body and my life. You know, there was just so many things that it was like, whoa, this is such universal feelings, yeah. even as strong Christians, you know, it's yes. it's still hard to like fight for holiness and fight to keep our identity in Christ and to be content with who Jesus is alone. Um, and so it was really fascinating to and just encouraging, I think, to me uh, that as I was writing to know that I wasn't alone and to carry that perspective into my writing. And so sure, there's definitely been moments where I've I've grown. And looking back now, I'm like, wow, why did I have that mindset? Like why? I wish I could just shake, you know, two years ago, Maddie and, and tell her, you know, the truth and that everything's gonna, you know, work out the way that honors God best and that his way is better and, you know, remind myself of those things. But I'm also super
0: thankful for, for the journey and all the things that I learned along the way too. One of the things you talk about in there are are red flags. I would love your thoughts on those today and why they matter so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I have a whole chapter called Love is Blind and the subtitle is Red Flag Alert. And it's funny because, I mean- I can even speak to like you were a part of one of the people, you know, in my life that called out like, Maddie, this isn't God's best for you, because I do think that sometimes we can want to just believe the best in people and to want to date potential. And I have a whole red flag that I I talk about on don't date potential. But I think it's in our, our, you know, human nature. And especially as women, we want to to be in these relationships that are like a fixer-upper, you know? We want to <laughs> be in relationships where we're like, okay, there's potential there and, and I can help change you or fix you yep. or whatever it may be. And I just don't believe that's God's best for us. And you were one of those people that finally looked at me and and you were like, get out of that relationship. This is not God's best for you. Like he, he can't go with you where God's taking you. And, you know, not in a way that, belittled another person but just in a way that you were like yeah. this isn't god's best for either of you and yeah. i just that was so helpful to me i had you do that i had my best friend janine do that and just had people in my life that were able to call out things that maybe i was blind to um and so that's why i, I so strongly believe in like being plugged into the local church and having accountability and mentorship in your life and people that can call out those things when maybe you truly are blind to them because our feelings and emotions are involved. And so sometimes those can be blinding in and of itself. But one of the red flags I talk about is don't date potential. Don't date someone for who they can be. Date someone for who they are right now. And as much as, you know, we believe in growing and constantly, because every day we are going to be growing and we are going to be changing. We are going to be getting better you want to be evaluating someone's patterns and how they are living their life right now um, and knowing that that's most likely who you're marrying and what what happens if, you know, the potential is never reached? What happens if nothing ever changes? Um, and so instead of, you know, dating a fantasy or a maybe or a one day, you know, date someone for who they are right now and someone who... Makes you more like Jesus, someone who pushes you closer to Jesus, someone who helps you accomplish more for Jesus. And those are things just to be evaluating, you know, in your relationship right now is like, instead of looking at potential, let's look at patterns. Let's look at peace. Let's look at purpose. You know, does our purpose align? Um, Do we have the same mission statement for our life? It's Mm going to be hard if my mission in life is to do everything I can to advance the kingdom. But your mission in life is to retire in five years and sit on a beach for the rest of your life, you know? And so, it matters what our mission is and what our vision is. And if those things align Um, and then peace, like, what does God speak to me? What do I feel, you know, when I'm with this person, do I leave wanting to be closer to Jesus? Do I leave challenged in my faith? Um, When I'm not with them, you know, what is God speaking to me? Am I constantly on edge, like wondering if they're being faithful or wondering, you know, what's going to happen. And so those are just things that I, I really evaluated. And I think, are are a much better way to look at relationship is look at their patterns, look at purpose,
0: look at peace rather than potential.
1: Um, So yeah, that was one of the biggest red flags
0: for me. Even with all the green flags with Grant, there still was doubt. And I think that's helpful for people to know. Yeah. It wasn't just up and to the right, like everything was perfect. You had questions and there were times you weren't sure. And is this a red flag or is this a yellow flag or is this a green flag? Talk even about that because I think ultimately you trusted the Lord. Like this wasn't just you're never going to get that person with no red flags, right? You're always going to, everybody's going to have weakness and and parts of them, although Grant's almost perfect. I love you, Grant. Um, <laughs> but, but all, you know, you're never going to find the perfect person. It's going to feel, I think we think of it one way and then when it comes in reality, it feels a little different.
1: And I think that is where peace and just like, what is God speaking to your spirit? And two, like, what do the people around you feel? And I like, for me, I came to you multiple times and I was like, tell me if this is not good. And multiple times you affirmed me like Maddie, this is good. Like the tension you're feeling right now is good because you're really praying through it. And you both are learning what like sacrifice looks like and you know, what dying to self looks like and how to, you know, just fight for what matters and and just love the other person well. Like you just really reminded us of what matters and not getting caught up in in small things. But I, I think, yes, for sure there were moments where I was like, you know, is this a red flag or is this something that isn't necessarily a red flag? Maybe it's a yellow flag, but it's something that, you know, wouldn't be something that maybe It would be just what I would have dreamed of or vice versa for him, something he would have dreamed of for himself, but can God use it? And is it a part of, you know, something that I'm okay, since I'm not perfect, he's not perfect, there's going to be things. And I think it goes back to like, for me, I never questioned Grant's convictions. I never questioned Grant's ability to lead me well because of the way he led himself well Mm -hmm. and the way he led other people well. And that's what I continue to go back to was like, he's someone worth following. He's someone that I can follow anywhere because I trust his relationship with the Lord. And it's like, that's what I had to ask myself was, do I trust his relationship with the Lord? Because there's going to be things, but at the end of the day, like no matter what comes and no matter what happens in our life is see my best friend. Can we laugh? Can we, you know, be silly and not take life so seriously? And then two is like, can we be so on purpose together for the kingdom and just get as close to Jesus as we can. And those two things checked off. And so all these other little things that, you know, we were trying to figure out, it was like, if it didn't fall under those two categories, I was like, okay, I think, I think we can work through this. Um, And so those were, you know, those were really what I had to process through. And I would just say, like, if you're, if you're questioning, you know, someone's relationship with the Lord or character or intention, like that's a different conversation um, versus evaluating like how are we together and like how are we as a couple, like I never struggled in evaluation as far as like him, but I think I struggled for a second just wrestling with are we God's best for each other like right. let's evaluate that. And so I think that's a different conversation and I think both are important to evaluate, you know, is is this person going to actually push me closer to Jesus? If that's a check, then now let me evaluate are we God's best for each other? Can we both push each other um where we need to go?
0: You posted recently on Instagram about pressure and we we're talking specifically about pressure this season. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that just the the tagline i believe was don't let the pressure to conform keep you from a life of conviction talk about where that came from for you
1: yeah i mean i've seen it in so many different seasons of my life you know pressures whether that's high school college of just wanting to fit in and wanting to be picked and wanting to have a good friend group um wanting to be cool and pressures you know of being in a relationship and you know a guy pressuring me to go further than i wanted to go, um, physically, but feeling that pressure of, if I don't give in, what if he doesn't choose me, um, pressures in situations where people were making decisions that I didn't feel comfortable with making, but I knew it would be awkward if I was the only one who didn't make them make it. Mm -hmm. And so pressures in so many different, uh, you know, situations. And I think one of the biggest ones that I referenced in that post was even just the pressure of like the timeline we feel and just the way our life is supposed to look by a certain age, by a certain time. And for me, I felt, you know, at 21 or 22, if I wasn't married, then there was just something wrong with me. And every single one of my friends were getting married and every single one of my friends were, you know, were starting to have kids at 22, 23. And I was going home after my job, crying myself to sleep, saying, God, what's wrong with me? Like, why why am I not being picked? Why am I not in the relationship? And I think that so much of my discontentment and wrestle wasn't even that I was so badly wanting to be married. Rather, I think so much of my wrestle and discontentment was that I was comparing my season of life to other people's and was feeling that pressure from other people yeah. you know who's who's your date to the wedding who who are you going on are you dating anybody like okay anybody on the market and just constantly feeling that pressure by society and by the people around me you know to be further ahead quote unquote than i was um and so that was something that was really really tough for me and i and i saw myself starting to like compromise because i was like oh maybe i should you know just like really consider this person even though they're not really at all what I feel like God has, you know, who God has called me to do life with, but, you know, I I need to be married and I'm running out of time Mm -hmm. and, you know, they are still a good person. And so maybe it'll work out. And I just saw myself justifying and compromising and trying to make excuses because I so badly just was, you know, wanted to be in the same season as everybody else and was kind of uh, falling into that pressure. But I think, for me, what I just had to keep going back down to was like, but God, what are you speaking to me? And where, where do you have me right now? And like, my mom would remind me over and over again in that season when I would call her crying. And I remember one time I was on the way to a rehearsal dinner and I had found out that every single person at the table that I was sitting at, sitting at every single person was going to have a spouse. And I was going to be the only one at a table of like 25 people without a date and without a spouse. And I just called her crying. And I was like, I don't want to go. I'm going to make up an excuse. I'm going to say I'm sick. I can't do it. And she just reminded me of like, Maddie, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Like God has you exactly where you're supposed to be. He is not withholding good from you. You are where you're supposed to be for a reason. There's something he wants to do with you in this season that he wouldn't be able to do maybe
0: if you were married. And that perspective Praise God for good mama, uh, not putting for, not adding oh, good that mama. pressure, right? Like, you yes, could feel like you could feel some people might feel like their parents are adding yeah. to that pressure. Yeah.
1: And I would just encourage any moms listening, like champion, you know, your kids on in the season that God has them in and pray for their spouse, but don't pressure them to find their spouse. And that was something that my mom did such a good job. Both my parents did such a good job of, of just like, I knew they were covering me in prayer, my future in prayer, um, a potential spouse in prayer. Um, but they never made me feel like I was less than they continued to just champion me on as a daughter of the King. And just as someone who was making a difference in the season that she was in and I think it's really easy with, you know, the the culture that we live in, especially with social media to just to feel like we're less than without a spouse or yeah. without a partner. And I've just seen like, I don't know, just that no person is going to be able to complete us the way that we yeah. maybe hope that they would or think that mm-hmm. they would. And I've seen that so clearly, even within marriage, like I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't complete me. You don't satisfy um, all of my longings and needs. And that no person is meant to do that. Only God was meant to do that. And so I talk about in my book, like a person is meant to compliment you and not complete you. A person is meant to be an addition to your life and not a fulfillment to your life. Um, We were made to do life in relationships. You have a whole book on friendship and relationships. Like you understand this too better than anybody is like, we were not made to go through life alone. Like we were made for relationships and we were made from relationship. Um, But at the same time, the relationships we choose to, to surround ourselves with and the people we choose to do life with especially the person that we want to spend the rest of our life with matters it matters so much um because the people we do life with
0: you know have a huge impact on yep. our becoming i am just so proud of you and i'm proud of all the seasons that you were writing this book i i knew you in all of them and i i am very grateful that god brought us together and It was a miracle, really. You just walked in my living room one day. You didn't know who I was and I didn't know who you were. (laughs) (laughs) And we fell in love with each other. And it was like, okay, we're going to walk through life together for a while. And it was your passion and your zeal for God, Maddie, that just drew me to you. And I'm excited for so many people to taste that in this book. So thanks for hanging out.
1: Hey guys we are big fans of maddie over here at the made for this podcast and maddie has a new book out called the love everybody wants we will make sure to link maddie's website and her new book in the show notes so you guys can go check it out we'll see you next time for another episode of the made for this podcast